the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. So this is a great episode here today as we talk about applying biblical truth. The title of today's episode is How to Read the Bible. So we're going to just talk about that today, How to Read the Bible. The other day I got back from some travels and had unpacked the suitcase, and I had placed the suitcase sort of away from my bed, nearing the, the door of my bedroom. When I got up the next morning, I got up early. My wife was still sleeping. The lights were, you know, off. It was a dark, dark room. And when I was walking toward the door, which I walk to every day, so I can do it with the lights off, I actually tripped over the suitcase And I may have been able to stay on my feet, but just kind of fell down, caught myself with my hands. I stood up, I opened the the door, and there was enough light from the hallway and the windows out in the hallway that I could see the suitcase. But I had forgotten that that suitcase was there. And only until I opened the door and and a light shone on the suitcase did I see it and realize it was there. As I was thinking about that, it made me think about teaching my my son to drive. So I have a new licensed driver in my home, one of my children, and he's driving. And we were talking about the use of headlights and just when when do you, you use your brights and when do you not use your brights. <clears throat> and what we were doing is show, working on the brights and then we turned the lights off while we were driving and it was dark and we were in some back roads and he couldn't really see. So we we turn them right back on. Now, the way that the light was used, whether if it was from the window to see my suitcase or the lights in a car to see the road, it was light shown that gave the ability to see. Today, we're talking about how to read the Bible. And I'm reminded of Psalm 119, verse 105. And here's what it says. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So when I think about that, just in the stories that I just told, the Bible, the Word of God, is like a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's how we can see in life. 
that keeps us from stumbling over our own sin, like like I stumbled on a suitcase. When we can see truth from the Word of God, it illuminates to us a safe way for us to walk. It's kind of like the lights. It lights the path of the way we should go, much like headlights light a driving path when you think about driving. So today, as we think about God's Word, We think about how it illuminates our path. We're talking about how to read the Bible. So right now, if you're listening in, it's it's mid-January, and a lot of people are talking about reading the Bible. And and sometimes even as a New Year goal, we have we set goals to read the Bible. For some people, it's a brand new endeavor. They've really never read the Bible or much of the Bible. So they set this goal to read the Bible. Or for many, you you set goals to read the Bible more. And sometimes, like I mentioned, this this is new for people. But oftentimes, whether you've read the Bible before or you're new to reading the Bible, when you set this goal to read the Bible during a new year, like a New Year's resolution, oftentimes it has about as much success as the goal you set to exercise and lose weight. It, you get excited about it. It's the right thing to do, but it loses momentum. But yet we, we're noble because we know we should read the Bible. And today we're going to talk about how to read the Bible. Sometimes we, we don't know how to read it. And we think, that's it, I'm just going to start at the beginning and go all the way through. And we open up to the book of Genesis and start reading. I'm pretty sure Genesis is among the books of the Bible that I've read the most. In fact, especially the beginning chapters of Genesis. See, even as a young teenager, I had these goals to read the Bible through. And many times I, I fizzled out before I completed the book of Genesis. But I started many, many times. But maybe we think, okay, I'm not just going to start at the beginning. I'll, I'll get a plan. And we start reading the Bible. And a plan would say, read a portion of the Old Testament, read a portion of the New Testament, read a psalm and or a proverb as part of your plan. And so suddenly we have this plan created by someone. And it's this path for us to read the Bible or read it through in its entirety or, or anyway to read it. Some of the plans give us a an opportunity to read twice a day, in the morning and at night. There are are apps that are available right on your phone to help you read the Bible. One of them provides a chronological way to read the Bible. This is kind of how I'm reading through the Bible right now, is chronologically. But there are different helps to help you read the Bible. But sometimes you're like, okay, there's all this information out there, but where do I start How do I start reading the Bible? So as we talk about how to read the Bible, you might be asking that question. How do I start? Because again, for some, it's a whole new world. It's almost like being a junior in high school and having this challenge to select a college. And most juniors in high school, they might know how to navigate a website, but how do you assess the programs at a college or the faculty or the benefit that that school would be to you. And sometimes you just need the help of a parent or a guidance counselor. And and maybe maybe that's like you and your spiritual walk. I mean, we, we have the Bible, but how do we navigate it? Maybe we need a little bit of help. But sometimes we, we shy away from trying to read the Bible because we feel like I'm not going to be able to to read it all the way through and I'll fall behind my reading plan and I'll feel guilty or not as spiritual as the next person. And 
And maybe we start reading, but we realize we're not going to accomplish our plan. And we wonder, is it even worth it? Or we, maybe you're this person. As we talk about how to read the Bible, what if I'm reading it and I don't get anything out of it? That's an interesting thought and question. One, I want to leave you with this promise or give you this promise that the word of God does not return empty or, or void. But I want you to remember that the word of God is like a light that illuminates your feet, showing you how to walk your spiritual walk, your spiritual journey. So the question really is today, how do I read the Bible? How to read the Bible? So as I talk through that, I want to start, number one, how to read the Bible. Here's some advice that I have for you on how to read the Bible. The first piece of advice is to find a version of the Bible that's good for you. Now, I'm only, I can only talk from my perspective, but when I was a young kid, a child, the primary version of the Bible that I heard the most was the King James Bible, the version of the Bible, the KJV. And and it's uh, been a long-standing version of the Bible. I, I liken some of its language to Old English. It's a beautiful translation. Some people use today the King James Bible. It's all that they use, and and I I read it from from. It's not the primary one I read, but I read it. It's a it's a wonderful uh, translation of the Bible. But when I was a teenager, what be, started to become prominent was the NIV, the New International version of the Bible, which became a little easier to understand. I don't know what your take is on versions of the Bible, but these are ones that are used widely by people. And the NIV is a little bit of a user-friendly version of the Bible. Then, Then later on, I discovered the NLT, which is the New Living Translation. I think it's even a little easier. I've used the NLT as a Bible when I do my devotions often. I can remember as a kid, we would do family devotions from time to time, and we would read the Bible together, and we use what was called the Living Bible, which is a story form. It's likened unto the Bible. It's not necessarily identified as a true translation, uh, but it's a great way for a mom and a dad and, and their children to read the Bible together. And so we we came up with a new sort of Living Bible, if you will, that's called the Message. Again, not really a Translation. It's like the Living Bible, but I still would use some of these even for devotional purposes. But when I study, when I do research, a more literal translation I use, and I use this when I study and preach, is the ESV, the English Standard Version. And oftentimes I can say, if you want to know how to read the Bible, just find a version that, that you like. Feel free to mix and match them. Now, you don't want to mix and match so you can find wording that, that just fits your heart, but you mix and match so you can gain understanding. So the first step to to reading the Bible is to find a version that is good for you. Number two is understand that reading the Bible is a spiritual experience. See, when we read the Bible, it's not just academic. It's not just reading, gathering information, learning, checking that off the list. It's a spiritual experience. John chapter 16, verse 13 captures this. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will declare to you the things that are to come. Reading the Bible includes interacting 
with the Spirit of God. And this is important because the Bible is called the Word of God. So I want you to think, I'm finding a version that makes sense to me. But as we talk about how to read the Bible, we're also understanding that it's not just an academic or a habitual experience. It's a true spiritual experience where you are interacting with the Word of God. And I'm going to talk all about this in the second half of the show. When we come back from break, I'm going to talk more about how to read the Bible. We're going to talk through several tips. So I want you to stay tuned and continue listening. You're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Stay tuned. And we're back. Thank you for staying tuned. You're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's episode is all about learning how to read the Bible. We've talked already about finding a version that is good for you, and then introduced the thought that reading the Bible is a spiritual experience. Let's get to tip number three. Here it is. Pray before you start reading. When you pray before you read the Bible, you're praying that you can learn um, and gain insights from the Word of God, that you could see truth. Let's pray and ask God for that. You can pray for a deep understanding. You can pray for strength to implement what you're reading and, and identifying and discovering You can pray because uh, reading the Bible is an interaction with God. See, reading the Bible is important. It's a spiritual discipline. And disciplines don't earn you the status of spiritual maturity, but rather disciplines serve you as you practice your growing or your, your maturing process. Like as an example, many swimmers might shave their legs, and shaving your legs doesn't make you a swimmer. But Many fast swimmers shave their legs. And I think that's true with reading the Bible. Just because you read it doesn't mean you're spiritually mature. But those that are mature understand and digest the Word of God. So we read the Bible for for many reasons. To know God. This is why we pray before we do it. We pray to know about God. We pray to know God. We read the Bible for these reasons. We read the Bible to learn and understand truth, to practice truth, to know and understand God's story and to understand our role with his mission and story. You know, we can hear sermons. We can hear lectures or podcasts, even read books. We can hear another's perspective of the word of God. But reading the Bible, especially with a prayerful context, allows for firsthand revelation from God. So the next tip I want to talk about as we talk about how to read the Bible, is to think about different strategies that you can use to read the Bible. One strategy would be to read entire books of the Bible, like picking a gospel, Matthew, Mark, or or John, you know, and reading the story of of Jesus. Or maybe you, you pick the book of Genesis, and you read about creation and sin and the rescue uh, from all of that. Or, or maybe you read a, a two-volume work, Luke and Acts. So Luke uh, is believed to have written the Gospel of Luke and, and then the book of Acts is kind of a two-volume set. So you read two books from the same author. And these are certainly ways you can you can strategize to read the Bible. Instead of reading whole books, you could choose to read chapters. 
maybe from within the same book, or maybe you hear a sermon, or in this podcast, I talked about John sixteen thirteen. So maybe you could add to your list to read John chapter 16. Or, or maybe a chapter can be too long. Um, so you could break it down into paragraphs and, and trying to remember the main point of the paragraph that you read and interact with it. Other ways to read the Bible is to, to read stories. So let's say you're reading Genesis and several chapters would maybe tell the story of Noah or a Joseph or Adam and Eve or in the New Testament, the story of the birth of Jesus, things like that. Other ways that you can read the Bible, I'm giving you strategies to read the Bible, is to focus on a verse. For example, Philippians 4, four, rejoice in the Lord always, I say it again, rejoice. And you could focus on just that that idea of rejoicing and, and all the time. Or you could read a cluster of verses and add a couple verses after that where it talks about rejoicing, but 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 it, it broadens and explains we can rejoice because God is at hand and we don't have to be anxious, but we can pray because God gives us peace. And I pull those truths out of Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. So I read a cluster of verses. So other strategies to read the Bible would be to listen to the Bible, maybe with a Bible app or to even read it out loud. So, so far, how to read the Bible, we've talked about finding a version good for you. We know that, number two, reading the Bible is a spiritual experience. We talked about, number three, praying before you read the Bible, and then various strategies to read. So here's something else that you could do is use, number five, use a study Bible. So a study Bible is a Bible that that is used for your Bible study. And oftentimes it has maps involved with it or tables and charts it, it usually introduces each book of the Bible and talks about the, the themes in that book of the Bible and when it was written and by whom and the background. It might highlight cities or people and provides an outline for the book. And it's so insightful that you can use when you read through so you can connect the dots. It offers, study Bibles offer slight commentary written by Bible experts and they, they show cross references and how one verse of the Bible might be connected to another verse of the Bible and, and just kind of connects those dots. So that's one way that you can read the Bible is using a study Bible and, and tapping into those tools and resources. So the next way is we talked today about how to read the Bible as a spiritual discipline is to reflect and to meditate. Listen to these verses. Psalm 77 says, I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. There's something powerful about wrapping your thoughts and your thinking around God's activity. Psalm 119 says, I will meditate on your precepts, fix my eyes on your ways. So we start to look at not just uh, God's work, but but the, the principles and precepts of the Lord that, that are right out of the Bible. Psalms opens like this in, in the first chapter. Blessed is the man who walks, not in the counsel of the wicked, or stands in the way of sinners, or sits at the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. On the law, or the word of God, he meditates day and night. We need to wrap our thinking around the truth of God's word. I want to get to to number seven, and here's a key when you read the Bible. How to read the Bible is you have to apply what you read. Psalm 119.11 says, I have stored up, some versions say, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, like I talked about hearing other people preach or talk about the, the Bible. You can hear the Bible. You can hear the words that are there. You, you, can, 
you can read it. And we're talking a lot about how to read the Bible. But but not just reading it, going a little deeper, we can ponder what we read. We can we can research what we read and understand it even deeper. Or we can even we can even memorize words that are in the Bible and different verses and, and things like that. But the idea is that we would go beyond hearing, reading, thinking, researching, memorizing. We literally store up God's word in our heart. When it talks about storing it up in our heart, it's talking about making the word of God part of who we are as people. So we can apply the word of God by by practicing it as part of our character. So part of the way that we read the Bible is to get to a point that we don't just intake data, but we hide it or store it up in our heart and it impacts our thinking and our behavior and our actions. Now, I have a few other tips that I want to give you as we wrap up the show today about how to read the Bible, and I'm going to fire through these pretty quickly. But one of the ways that you can find help in reading the Bible is to attend a good Bible study. Find a place that you're not just reading the Bible on your own, but you might be with a group of people where you are not just hearing a a thought for the day or just a discussion on a topic, which are both good things, but where you can attend a place where you can truly study the Bible. Another tip is to find a consistent place to read the Bible. I've had many different places that I've read the Bible. I've had a brown chair, or I would sit in a pew at a church that I used to pastor, or I would sit in a different office chair. I've had different points in my life, different places where I have read the Bible, and it creates this mark in my brain that I can center my thoughts on God's Word when I'm there. But not just a place. The next tip is to find a consistent time to read the Bible, finding a time in the morning or night or whenever that works for you. And you might miss a day or miss several days, but find that consistent time to read the Bible. A few last tips I want to throw your way is to journal what you're, re- you're, you're reading and identifying so you can write it down. Another one is to read the Bible with friends, and that provides accountability. It provides conversation. It provides understanding where you don't have to be alone. You you may not even have to read the same thing, but to do it alongside the accountability of a friend can can help you read the Bible. But the last tip I want to share with you today about how to read the Bible is to talk about what you're reading or to talk about what you're learning. So it's not just something that you take in, but it's something that you give out. Share with your family, your friends, those in your world, your coworkers, what you're reading about the Word of God. So there's so much that we could talk about today when we talk about how to read the Bible. I just highlighted and introduced several thoughts. You might be interested in learning more about that and or even just growing in Christ in any way. We want to help you with that here at Your Discipleship Coach. You could actually visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and complete a free coaching readiness questionnaire. You could fill that out and it would show us your readiness and how we can partner with you to coach you in your life, your business, certainly your spiritual life. Visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Follow the show on the podcast. I want to say thank you to your uh, I, your discipleship coach wants to say thank you to Professional Coach University, our sponsor. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com to learn more. And they wanted us to highlight opportunity to sign up for their classes coming up so you can be trained as a coach, as a Christian coach. It's the premier place to become a Christian coach. Hey, I want to tell you that I am for you. 
Not only that, more importantly, God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach. You've been listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.